Hey, Love Tribe. Today's episode is brought to you by one of my personal favorites, Cozy Earth. They've got something special for all the mothers out there. So anyone who wants to shower the special woman in their lives with love and the comfort they deserve, listen up. Hands down, Cozy Earth has the best sheets, bedding, pajama sets, and more. So today, I'm excited to share that Relationship Advice listeners get an exclusive 35% off discount. Simply go to CozyEarth.com and use the promo code I do at checkout. The first time I tried their bamboo sheets, I was blown away. The comfort level is insane. I just love slipping into their seriously soft and cool sheets after a long day. And for a mom who knows that the struggle of sleep deprivation is real, Cozy Earth's temperature regulating technology has been a lifesaver. No more waking up sweating or freezing. But what really sold me is the quality of the bamboo sheets. They are by far the most comfortable sheets I have ever slept in. They are made to last years, which they have. I think at this point, I have about six sets of them. And they have a 100-night sleep-free trial and a 10-year warranty. So you know you're getting something that is going to stick around. So if you're ready to prioritize your sleep health and treat yourself or the mom in your life to the luxury she deserves, head on over to CozyEarth.com and use the promo code IDO for an exclusive 35% off. Because every mom deserves a good night's sleep, and with Cozy Earth, you can finally get the rest you need. Let's talk about a struggle many of us know all too well losing weight. Remember those days when everyone was on a juice cleanse or just basically hangry all the time? That was no fun for anyone. Well, there's a better, more sustainable way to shed those pounds. Today, I want to introduce you to Row Body. It's not your typical weight loss program. Instead of all the gimmicks, they offer access to the most popular weight loss shots on the market. But here's the real deal. They pair these shots with simple lifestyle changes, helping you lose 15 to 20% of your weight in a year on average and actually keep it off. Plus, over 200,000 people have already seen results with Robody. So what sets Robody apart? The support. They handle all the insurance stuff for you and give you access to a provider whenever you need them. And the best part, you can sign up online from home, no doctor's appointments and no waiting rooms. Say goodbye to those days of hangry juice cleanses. With Robody, losing weight is straightforward and sustainable. Take that first step today and say hello to a healthier, happier you. Kickstart your weight loss journey the right way and head to ro.co slash do. That's ro.co slash I-D-O. Sign up today for just $99 for your first month and $145 a month after that. Remember, medication costs are separate. That's ro.co slash I do. Tribe, what is going on? Little twang in your 
in your uh, introduction. Oh, there. really? Love tribe. Hey, y'all. The southern uh, coming out. I in did. Sarah. Was born and raised in Florida. Yeah. It's kind of the south. <laughs> yeah, I guess you don't really say y'all. No, just sometimes when I'm feeling frisky. I grew up outside of Atlanta and. I don't because both of, I don't have an accent. Right. Both of my parents are from the Northeast, but I have friends that I moved out of Atlanta after high school and they kind of had an accent, but then like I would see them a few years later, like in college and it was like heavy. I feel like when yeah. you go away <laughs> to school, I, I don't know, maybe they were just around more people that talk like this and there's nothing wrong with that, but you I know. I think it sounds so sweet. I'm kind of glad I don't have... you don't have an accent like that? (laughs) No offense to our Southerners out there listening with an accent. Southern charm. Yeah. It's it's a beautiful thing. I enjoy it in others. I just don't know if I would like to hear myself talk like that. Our guest today had a very lovely accent. Polish. Yeah. Actually. Very cool. Yeah. Yeah. And um, we dove in and talk about recouping after a breakup. So... Whether you've recently been through one or you're dating or even if you're in a relationship, there's a lot of valuable stuff in today's episode. And I'll tell you a little bit about our guest, Dalila Jusik-Laberge. Uh, she is a licensed marriage and family therapist. She got her uh, degree from UCLA in master's in clinical psychology from Pepperdine and is the owner of Be Here Now Counseling and Relationship Academy. And we dive into what uh, Dalila has laid out as four stages of recouping. And we go through each stage and there's a lot of valuable applications that you can implement today right away to be on your way to recouping and then not more importantly but equally important finding a the right partner the next time not going getting stuck in the same patterns and and like i said even if you're in a relationship there's going to be some valuable uh information as far as working on yourself what to look for how to communicate with your partner in order to make things all good Yes. And if, uh, if you're looking for some more resources that we offer, we would love for you guys to check out our Love Tribe on Facebook. You can uh, find it by searching Love Tribe Fam on Facebook and it, it comes up. And we have a group, a private group of, I think, almost 2,000 people now really supporting each other and being there and asking each other questions. And it's really just a beautiful thing. So we really encourage you guys to check that out. Uh, and then also check out our 14-day Happy Couple Challenge. We have that always available on our website and we've had some wonderful feedback and we know you guys um, have really enjoyed That's it. Free. And that is, yeah, it's, well, they're both free. So both free, free. <laughs> free resources yep. for you guys uh, to uh, help improve the relationships in your life. So, and as always, thanks so much for listening to the show. Enjoy. Today's show is brought to you by our online course, Spark My Relationship. Create more passion, improve your communication, and build a stronger, more intimate connection with your partner in less than 90 days. We've collaborated with 15 therapists and psychologists to bring you the strategies marriage therapists teach their clients. To unlock a special offer only for I Do Podcast listeners, visit sparkmyrelationship.com slash unlock. That's sparkmyrelationship.com slash unlock. Hi, 
Hi, Dalila. Thank you so much for joining us on the show today. Thank you so much. I'm so happy to be here with you guys. We like to start our shows with having you tell us and our listeners why you enjoy helping people improve their relationships. Well, uh, that's I feel relationships are essence of who we are as human beings. Uh, we are mammals, uh, and moreover, we are social animals. And uh, at the very beginning of our life, uh, that was the major parts that we needed to uh, work on. Major task is to attach and maintain that attachment with a parental figure, whoever was taking care of us. And uh, sometimes uh, these things don't work out perfectly for, not sometimes, for everybody actually in the world. <clears throat> we may have some issues from our childhoods and uh, relationships are something and love in general are something that people crave the most uh, deep down. And uh, that ultimately brings the most happiness, at least for my kind of clientele. (laughs) Uh, Everything happens for love, because of love, or lack of love. That's the way I see it. And I see so many people craving love, but they struggle because they don't know how to go about it or uh, what they need to do to get it. And I want to help them uh, be able to receive that love from the right partner, ultimately. Well, today's topic is really going to help a lot of people out there find that love um, once they have recouped after a breakup. And so that's what we're here to talk to you about is is learning how to uh, get over a breakup and be able to move on. Um, so I guess to, to jump right in, is there anything that you see uh, the overall factor being to help improve uh, someone's well-being or love for themselves or for a future relationship um, that allows them to uh, move on from a past breakup into a successful and healthy relationship? Well, uh, one of the most important parts is that they kind of take time for themselves right after that breakup. I actually identified four stages in terms of breakup. Uh, After breakup, if you want to find love, Obviously, when you just break up with somebody, you are not in that space. And that first stage is I call stabilization. And in that stage, uh, focusing just on taking care of yourself in best ways, seeking support, seeking support from a therapist, from uh, family members, friends. But you know who those good family members and friends are. You know, not everybody is ultimately a well-wisher or... Not everybody knows you and how to make you feel better by their words. Sometimes people may even be uh, well-meaning, but they say some things that are uh, not necessarily most uh, healing or understand uh, that show that they understand that person, what they're going through. So during this stage of stabilization, just... Take time, uh, focus on other things because there are so many other aspects of life uh, that you might 
you know, be good at work, family, friends, hobbies. So shift your focus a little bit on that and mainly take care of yourself, improve your diet, uh, maybe uh, do some yoga, meditation, working out, take care of your body specifically because body and mind are connected and then seek out those, uh, seek out support. Uh, go and take a vacation if you can. Go visit your grandma or some aunt that was always good and that was always there for you and good to you and make you feel made you feel better whenever you were down. And depending on your time and ability. <laughs> these are great places to start, and I want to dive into all these four stages maybe can you touch on during the stabilization phase it it seems like recouping from a breakup like there's a there can be like a big sense of loss and you know people feel like there's no hope and and certainly seeking support is going to help but maybe you can talk a little bit about why, like the psychology of that, why we feel so down in the dumps after uh, a breakup? That's such a great question. And I hope it helps uh, our audience because it feels really horrible to be in that space. But it is completely natural and it happens to everybody who was attached in that relationship. And as I said, we are mammals. And when we break up with somebody, especially in a romantic relationship, uh, it uh, brings up these most profound and deepest insecurities with our attachment. Uh, Like, say, if you're a baby, you're like two months old and your mom, say, goes away from your room and you cry and she didn't hear you for longer than five minutes, you go into a stage of uh, when you're, uh, you, you literally experience trauma because you feel, uh, you know, as a baby, you're going to die. Nobody's going to take care of me. So uh, there are various ways in which this plays out. So similar kinds of feelings of desperation and panic happen when we break up with somebody, when, when we lose that relationship. So it's very complex. There is, a, as you said, sense of loss and also these old, uh, I call them primitive. They're not primitive in terms of, uh, they're not sophisticated, but they're deep-seated, deep-rooted um, uh, feelings and uh, uh, this sense of panic that occurs when we lose a relationship with somebody. Thank you so much for kind of pointing that out. And obviously we can't go through all the circumstances because they are so complex, but I had not had many relationships, but just even uh, before Sarah and I met, but even like a high school, my first serious girlfriend, like the breakup, it's like, what is this pain? (laughs) Like this is... (laughs) This exactly. is, and, yeah. you know, I wasn't even ex- super in love with her. I didn't think like we were going to married or anything like that. You know, I liked her, but it was like, you know, and then we broke up and it was kind of mutual, mutually agreed upon even. And it was like just this terrible feeling. I was like, this is, this is new. I don't like it. And, and it makes a lot of sense that it's tied into these deep 
deep-seated uh, survival instincts that we have as mammals. Mm. So um, realizing that it, it's okay to have these feelings and and that uh, they are very much natural and what, what has helped us survive um, and evolve as humans. So it doesn't take away the fact that they suck, but, but they are, but they are there and, and you're going to help us work through them. So we, we talked about stabilization and taking care of ourselves, seeking support. You know, if you have that friend and family network, that's huge and, and so important, even if you're in a healthy relationship, but certainly, uh, after a breakup. So what is the next phase that we can move into? Next phase is reflection. That's when you are already stabilized. You are okay. You you uh, are going through. You know, you, you, your other parts of life are okay, and and that's what I always point out. You know, keep up uh, various parts of life uh, going on in in a good order. <laughs> your work, uh, hobbies, and uh, you know your studies or whatever your thing is at, at the at the stage of life. So reflection is uh, uh, the time when you can kind of explore what happened in the relationship. Uh, and it's, it's important to re-examine what went wrong, what went right, uh, what was so good about this person, what didn't work for you. Uh, why did you choose this person? Because again, uh, I always go to this uh, old stuff. <laughs> From our childhoods, uh, we choose our partners based on what we get or don't get from our family because we uh, like that familiari- fam- familiarity. So say if you are a woman who had a father that's kind of distant and emotionally unavailable, you will most likely be seeking men for a while until you kind of learn that lesson in life who are also emotionally unavailable although you will crave this deep uh connection with somebody and when you meet a guy until you heal this part of yourself when you meet a guy that's ready to give you love fully you will not be attracted to him something will repel you so uh going back and realizing why why you picked this particular partner um in other words, uh, also what's good about him? Uh, what what? Uh, because at every stage of life, I believe we got what we needed uh, for that stage of life, and uh, I also feel we kind of need to be ready for what we want. Uh, if you want love, you kind of need to be ready to receive it as well to give it. It's so interesting how our childhoods and how we receive or don't receive love from our parents affect our adult relationships. And the contradiction you just uh, laid out of like, if you if you have a distant father, then that's what you might seek. But then when you're given the real love, it kind of repulsive to you. And it just, it's a small example of why being in relationships are so complicated <laughs> and and right. even if you're in a stable relationship now it, it's just so fascinating and if we can realize this and especially in the toxic forms where you're with that person that's not 
that's being distant and, and realizing that the reason underlying that is from your childhood and in that it's actually not healthy. And uh, so maybe when you're seeking a new partner, you're you're not staying in that same pattern. Uh, I want to talk a little bit about reflection and ask you, it seems like this is a place that we can get really stuck because if we're constantly ruminating about what went wrong or just, you know, maybe we can win them back or now in the age of social media, uh, you're stalking them on their social media, just watching them, uh, what they're doing. It seems like this is a, a place that, you know, definitely could have its own podcast uh, episode because there's a lot of nuance. But how can we not get caught in a pattern of, of you know, reflecting too much or stalking our partners online that, that we've talked about in the past, cutting that off, you know, unfollowing them on social media, but then running it through our heads? How do we not get stuck in that pattern? Well, that's a great question, and uh, obviously it will take some conscious efforts <laughs> uh, here. Uh, there was a reason why this person is an ex, uh, and uh, if you are stuck on this particular person, it's uh, you, you're not going to be likely able to uh, to attract a new love and a new partner because you will. Uh, you know that part that that per, new person will feel that so you just have to make that effort uh you know whatever it means for you not to be on social media or not to follow them on social media i usually do not like in my life i do not like uh cutting people off completely but maybe saying you know for next 6 months it's the best if we don't contact each other and as i already said just kind of focus on on yourself and and the best thing to do in this situation is to stay away from relationships in general romantic relationships it's recommended by almost everybody in the industry and therapists include including therapists as well so just focus on those other areas of life uh i know it's uh, there is that panicky feeling especially at the beginning uh oh my god you know i'm like alone like a baby whose mom just left the room and baby doesn't know if mom will ever come back but uh understanding uh connecting your brain with your emotions just as you described in uh uh when we talked about the previous stage uh, in other words understanding these are emotions and kind of observing your emotions and going through them and understanding, okay, I'm feeling panicky, but I will be okay. And continue, you know, it's a part uh, of that stabilization. Uh, Reflecting on your relationship and learning about it isn't the same as obsessing and following this person. (laughs) It's really not. It's completely different, but, uh, you know, just kind of acknowledging uh, what went on and and uh, determining what works for you, what doesn't work for you for the future relationship and uh, 
that would be that would make a big difference. I think one thing you sort of touched on, but that's important to remember is that time, you know, is going to be an important factor. You mentioned, you know, waiting six months to get back in a relationship. You don't, you're not thinking clearly or not necessarily not thinking clearly, but we need time to process these things to reflect and time to heal. Like the, the old cliche, time heals all wounds. Uh, it's, it's hard sometimes when you're in something or recently been in something like a relationship to reflect on it in a, from a, from a reasonable perspective. You know, we, we can mm -hmm. tell ourselves a story of what happened with an ex in this situation. And we might tend to color it in a way that, that is not how it actually went down. And, mm -hmm. um, because we still have this attachment and, and all these, these elemental, uh, very base, like you, like you said, primitive, uh, attachments to the person, but they're rooted more in our childhood and less in the reality of what went down and that that person, uh, for whatever reason, wasn't right for you. Um, and, and vice versa, you know, you weren't right for them if, if, if you're on the other side. So having that time to, to reflect and, and to really not make any <laughs> poor decisions, um, is going to be valuable for, for yourself and, and for your next relationship. Yes, and uh, you, you touched upon something very important. Uh, the it didn't go that way necessarily the way it seemed to you, especially if you're wounded, uh, you will observe uh, in much worse ways than it may have been. And uh, one thing that helps one of my clients, we worked together on this and we reflected on her relationship uh, was when she realized, oh, those were her, his, his needs in a relationship. I wasn't able to give him that. No matter how bad the guy was, there was part that you kind of didn't understand him. And one of the important parts for of this is that you sometimes do not know your power in a relationship you, uh, because many people feel unworthy of love and that's why they seek uh, sometimes partners that are not necessarily the best for them. And, and it feels like, oh, I'm not getting the love I need in this relationship. It's kind of almost like um victim mentality i hate to use that but it's like saying oh i'm not getting the love but at the same time i'm not realizing how i impact the other person actually he kind of loved me but i wasn't able to receive that love so whatever he did wasn't enough for me so yeah it's very helpful you can get to a lot of insight when you go through this that's an important distinction in one that doesn't need to be casting blame on yourself, but just recognizing that in, in healthy relationships, we talk about it a lot that if you want change in the relationship, you need to look at yourself first and not say, Oh, my partner needs to love me differently. Well, how are you receiving love from them 
that will make them want to love you differently and to really start from that perspective. It's not always easy, but it's a, it's an important one to examine for sure. And empowering. Most importantly, it's very empowering to realize, oh my God, I didn't feel his love. I didn't, you know, he tried, look, he did this and that, you know, but it didn't work. So maybe he gave up, you know, that's just an example, but there are so many other scenarios there. Yeah. Yeah. But just that is uh, really powerful for our listeners to, to examine. And even if you are not single, if you're in a relationship to, to do that and think about how you're receiving love. Uh, so we talked about stabilization and reflection for the first two phases. What is the next phase that we can go through to recoup after a breakup? Well, uh, once we, you know, once you're kind of ready to maybe wet your feet in a dating pool, <laughs> experiment, uh, I call it experimentation phase. That's when you don't have preconceived notion of uh, what you want from a specific date. You're just kind of going out there and meeting people, having fun, going with friends and just figuring out how the dating works, not trying on to find love uh, tonight when I meet this guy. <laughs> Basically just experimenting. And uh, the reason why I uh, like it is because it takes away a lot of pressure we feel when going out on dates. So without uh, specific goals, just meeting people and, and uh, most importantly, observing how it feels to be in a company of this person. So that puts you in a position of uh, somebody who is discerning what's right and what's wrong for me. And you kind of learn to honor your emotional intelligence that way rather than overanalyzing. I talk a lot about this, specifically women. They overanalyze so much. Like, did he call me? Didn't He didn't text me. Why? What did I say? You know, without having an idea uh, how it feels, she's constantly in her head. And then she might have missed so many cues and signs on a specific days. So, uh, dates. So, what I suggest is just kind of like enjoying the process, going out, basically meeting people. Go out and see what they're about. Do they have children? Uh, what school did they finish? Uh, what's their interest and just enjoying to meet people that should be your agenda and experimenting meet meet several people date two or three until you feel ready for something deeper so that's an exper experimentation phase and that should be a lot of fun it seems like the important thing is to have no expectations because i've found with a lot of things in life just not even in relationship, but if I'm going to surf and I expect it to be amazing and it's not, I'm in, but it could still be fun, but mm -hmm. I'm disappointed because I thought it was going to be amazing. And it's such a powerful thing to be able to step back, be mindful and it's not have low expectations, but mm -hmm. maybe no expectations. Obviously mm -hmm. you want to have a standard for yourself, but then going in and being open to, to new experiences, new types of people. We've talked about it on past episodes that try to not 
go after what you think is your quote unquote type. And now with dating sites and Tinder and apps, you're able to pre-select people that you think are the people that you want to be with. Well, if if you learn anything from this podcast, our listeners, is that we don't always know what's best in relationship mm-hmm. and for ourselves. And so if we can take off those pre-screen things. Obviously, you don't want to compromise your values. And that's always an important thing we talk about. But if you're always like, well, they have to be taller than me or just like random, you know, it could be physical things. It could be interests. Um, as long as they're, you're not compromising your value, open yourself up to different possibilities and you might surprise yourself. Right. I I like what you say with values. Uh, there is that kind of distinction because it's not black and white, right? Uh, you obviously have an expectations. You're going to meet a human being, right? And, you know, like it sounds ridiculous, but uh, what I suggest in this case is instead of looking at those uh, specific characteristics, you say, oh, he needs to be tall. He needs to drive a red Ferrari. I'm kind of exaggerating here, but, uh, and uh, he needs to have a lot of money. You know, those are like the most uh, uh, superficial characteristics I'm talking about just for the sake of illustration here. Uh, instead of that, uh, what is it that you like? You know, what are your values uh, about uh, this person and kind of focus on that and how they make you feel? I want him to make me feel, I want him to be generous. You know, he may not be the richest guy, but he may be generous. Uh, I want him to, you know, I enjoy when he's like nice to people who serve us dinner. Uh, How, you know, so those are the things to observe and what it evokes in you when he's interacting with other people, when he's interacting with you. Most important uh, feeling that actually help if you want to simplify things further. How does he make me feel about myself in other words am i secure or does he make me feel insecure does he is he kind of wishy-washy does he not call me does he flake on me so those are some things to look and is this what i want do i want to be on a roller coaster ride with this guy or i'm a little bit insecure obviously i broke up six months ago with somebody but this guy proves himself each and every time when he schedules a date with me, he shows up on time and he treats me well. So, and in that way, uh, you allow him to kind of prove to you that he's worthy of your emotions. That's what uh, matters the most, that he attracts you in many other ways, but that he's also safe, that you can give him your heart. Not that he will put you, oh my God, baby, let's go to Paris, you know, tonight. And then, you know, in next three months, you don't hear from him. (laughs) You know, I'm just, I'm curious because I know you stressed how important the experimental phase is to just have fun and, and really put yourself out there. But at what point does somebody start to look for the qualities that they want to have in a future partner, like the ones that you mentioned when you're analyzing in the reflection phase, like making sure you're not attracting somebody that is how your father was to you. So at what point does that 
phase switch uh, once you've, you know, possibly found a, f- a future partner? Well, that's a process, you know, that's a process uh, that keeps going. And, and this self-awareness that you hopefully gained uh, in the previous phase, uh, reflection on your past relationship should continue. And it's never perfect. You know, it's never black and white. Oh, now I'm absolutely not attracted to these guys that that are not good for me. You're still going to be attracted to them after six months. Healing doesn't occur so quickly, but you're going to be aware and see the signs. And uh, as I said, kind of, there is no like specific time frame in, in your head that you can say, oh, uh, Dalila said on the podcast at six months or, you know, I'm, I'm going to be ready to make that determination. It is kind of following your intuition. And I know everybody has that emotional intelligence, which was covered by anxiety. We all have high functioning anxiety that stems from these issues from the childhood. And we operate in our heads and we want to know, just as you asked, Sarah, at what point should I know? But uh, you follow these signs and you follow your guts. Does he make me feel secure or insecure? Does he reassure me? Does he care, you know, about my emotions and my heart or he is clueless? And at the same time, you need to kind of learn how to communicate with men, you know, or women uh, in a way that is vulnerable and setting boundaries and explaining yourself who you are and without necessarily attacking that person. You can't expect from somebody that you just met to uh, kind of take care of you emotionally who is not even necessarily committed to you. So you can just express your expectations. Oh, I want um, my date to be non, not flaky, you know. <laughs> Uh, or something. Does that make sense? I, I, I'm sorry, I can't give you a specific time frame. I think that's actually a great answer because so many of our listeners will ask those types of questions where they want those concrete answers. And a lot of the times you just, you can't give them. You have to do a lot of self-exploration and, and see, uh, see the progress as you go. It takes time. So we've talked about stabilization, reflection, and experimentation. What is the last phase for recouping after a breakup? Before we continue on, we're going to take a short break to tell you about our sponsors. Today's episode is brought to you by Modern Fertility. The decision to have a family is a very personal choice. Some women want kids now, others want kids in 10 years, or like Chase and I, we're unsure if we want a second kid. We have all the tools to prevent pregnancy, but we need more information to help us plan for it, even if kids are in the far, far future. No matter what your plan, the one simple step you should consider taking today is an at-home hormone fertility test from Modern Fertility. And here's a fun fertility fact. Can I say it? Didn't know those existed. Can I say the fun fact? Yes, please. (laughs) Modern fertility is the only comprehensive fertility hormone test that you can take in your pajamas. Win for the win? 
<laughs> Unless you wear your pajamas to the doctor's office. I guess. And then, well, then it it's doesn't not count. the only one. <laughs> Plus, you will get physician-reviewed results in just a few days. It's only $159, which is way, way, way less compared to the same test that you take at the doctor's office that costs over $1,000. Sarah shared her results from the timeline tool that they have on their website And it made us realize, which kind of already had an idea of, but gave us the hard facts, is that we don't have a ton of time to wait if we want that second, third, fourth, fifth, sixth child. No, Maybe just one more. (laughs) Maybe just one more. Modern Fertility gives you the knowledge and information you need to make the best decision. You can connect directly with a fertility nurse, join their weekly webinar, and participate in their active online community with women just like you. Visit modernfertility.com slash I do. Take the fertility quiz and get $20 off your modern fertility test. That's modernfertility.com slash I do to take the fertility quiz and get $20 off modernfertility.com slash I do. Yeah. uh, The last phase is regaining confidence. Confidence is a stage when you are self-satisfied and you know that you can accomplish what you really want. And we all know that you can, but uh, including our audience, including everybody, it's just that we need to feel it deep down in every cell of our body. <laughs> we need to know we are worthy of love. And again, as I said in previous comment, it's a process, but you know, when you know what you want, what kind of partner you're looking for, again, uh, we are not talking he's blonde or dark and tall and you know it's more about how he makes you feel uh, do you enjoy his company one test that i always tell uh, my clients and it helps me in my life go for a, a car for a, a drive like a roads trip say you know in some kind of it's not an exciting thing uh, you're not going somewhere where people are serving you and everything is romantic and wonderful. It's just a road trip and two of you are in a car. Maybe there's just music going on. And how do you feel in his company or her company? Uh, Can you enjoy the whole day of kind of uh, what would be considered perhaps boring to some people of ordinary uh, uh, road trip? Road, I, I enjoy road trips, but it's a kind of like something ordinary. It's not something, you know, uh, like Disneyland or something that uh, people love to experience. So that will kind of help you uh, figure out how you two get along and you can bond, you know, in these ordinary circumstances. So, but, uh, so uh, back to that confidence uh, that's when you kind of know who you are, what uh, what are your, what your vulnerabilities are, and uh, uh, how will you recognize, uh, you know, when somebody makes you feel this way or that way, uh, and most importantly, do they make you feel safe or uh, unsafe, like, you know, that little baby wondering if mom will ever come back. <laughs> These are important questions to ask ourselves 
And it's, it seems to me like this last phase is never ending because who we are is always changing. And we touched on it, but obviously values, I think, tend to not change as much, but they can. But the core fundamental values that you want in yourself and others. But then within that, there's so much complexity of of just knowing yourself. And I think the more self-reflective and mindful we can be and the the better. And sometimes I feel like I overanalyze this part of of myself and and in relationship because it's I guess easy to do and I'm I'm very much over analytical. <laughs> so uh-huh. <laughs> uh, how can someone like myself uh, navigate that, you know, not necessarily going through a breakup, but just to, to knowing who you are and, and then using that information to communicate with your partner to have better relationships? Well, this is such a complex question and like I can go in so many directions here, but uh, a lot of it depends on your stage of life as well. Uh, are you in your uh, teens, twenties or thirties? And uh, that will determine kind of who you are in some sense. Uh, obviously there's basic core values and what you like and what you seek. And, and then, uh, there is this growth of uh, as a person, and then you're discovering who you are as you go. And you know, analysis is good. Analysis isn't necessarily bad as long as you connect it with your emotions. In other words, if you are able to be mindful, because for most of us in, to, in modern times, uh, that's our uh, defense mechanism analysis because if you analyze without sensations and without communicating with your partner if you're just in your head then you're gonna wind up god knows where where you know in in this journey because you can start with one uh, perception that that is perhaps wrong oh she looked at me in such and such way and that may, that reminded you, oh, that makes me feel like this. Oh, she might hate me. This is very, very kind of uh, simplified <laughs> version. Uh, so, and then you kind of continue analyzing something that that has like basically a completely wrong basis. It's completely wrong, and then you wind up, God knows where, in trouble. But if you are able to kind of analyze it and see, huh, she looked at me in such and such way that kind of reminds, it makes me, and then you go into your emotion, you go into your body and see what happens for you. Like it makes me feel um, unwanted, unworthy, fill in a blank. And then you communicate with your partner. You know what? When you looked at me like that, it made me feel such and such. And then she was, she may say, oh, my God, I was just having gases <laughs> to make a little funny. <laughs> Sorry about that. You know, I love you, baby. I don't mean to make you feel unworthy. 
Or it can be, you know what, when you did that, it kind of annoyed me, but I'm over it. Or whatever the conversation carries on. So analyzing and then uh, being able to be vulnerable and kind of be in touch with your emotions. And then communication and setting boundaries. If it's something that's really unsavory, you know, for you, you've got to set boundaries uh, with vulnerability without accusing your partner. I hope that this makes sense if you need me to no. clarify. I'm happy to. No, it's great. It'll help me for sure. And hopefully our listeners in. Yeah, uh, it's important that communication aspect because the example you gave of your partner, you think they're doing one thing and then they just have an upset stomach. Or And, and <laughs> I think we tend to do that in all of our relationships with friends and family and we sometimes assume and we don't always assume the best. We assume the worst or somewhere in between. And I think it'll save us a lot of headache and heartache if we examine what we're feeling and then openly communicate it and 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 just directly. So rather than assuming the person is upset or they don't like what you said or whatever it is, um, it is uh, a much more productive way to go through life. And uh, you've given us and our listeners a lot of great tools to recoup after a relationship or even if you're in a relationship to, to re-examine some things and and improve in existing relationships. So why don't we finish up by having you tell our listeners where they can find you online and then we'll say goodbye. Uh, well, uh, they can find me online uh, at beherenow.com. Simple as that. Uh, one word, uh, be here and now.com. I will send you my links. Uh, I don't know if you guys link to uh, profiles. I have also Instagram and Facebook page. Uh, they can get a lot of interesting uh, uh, free information. I also have my academy, Relationship Academy. Uh, they can get, uh, it's, it's under membership on my website under tab membership and they can join uh, for free and that's a lot of uh, get some courses that are for uh, free but uh, I also have uh, other courses and they can earn some other courses that are not free so uh, it, it's great uh, and meanwhile I'm actually finishing a course on uh, uh, break breakups uh, how to recuperate after a breakup if you want that through love sometimes in the future so uh, I'm just putting finishing touches and uh, your audience can access that in a couple days, hopefully. Awesome. Great. Well, we'll, yes, we'll be sure to uh, link to your website and all those resources uh, on your show notes page on our website at idopodcast.com. And again, we want to thank you so much for joining us on the show. Thank you. Hi guys, we hope you enjoyed today's episode. As always, all the links are in the show notes page, as well as on the podcast description. And while you're on our website, we encourage you guys to check out our 14 day happy couple challenge. We send you an email for 14 days with simple, doable challenges to help strengthen and improve your relationship. And on our website, we also have a bunch of free resources for your relationship 
So we encourage you to check those out. Uh, We also have our love tribe on Facebook. Uh, We encourage you guys to join the tribe and uh, be there for support for each other. If you have questions or just need some relationship advice, we are all here for each other. Um, The group has grown to almost a thousand people um, and we love it. So we hope you guys join that. You can go to Facebook, Love Tribe Fam, and you'll find us right there. And if you are interested in learning more about our flagship course, Spark My Relationship, we hope you guys check it out. We have a special offer that is only for podcast listeners. So you can go to sparkmyrelationship.com slash unlock and you can unlock that special offer and learn more as always thank you guys so much and we'll see you next week you were listening to a pleasure podcast For more from our sex podcast collective, visit pleasurepodcasts.com.